Hello and welcome back to the Corridor of Uncertainty podcast. Uh, I'm Luke and I'm joined by... Ben. Hey man, how's it going? I'm good, thank you. Um, We're back again for another week of the weekend roundup. Um, Some big games again this week. The top four, top six is heating up. Um, A few surprises. Europe, there's a few stories, but overall, I think England... uh, yeah, England takes the uh, the the win on that one. Yeah, definitely. Um, maybe maybe Spain was quite. I thought Spain was quite impressive. Yeah, oh, yeah. But other than that, it's pretty much all the teams that you expect to win winning, and all the teams other than that just <laughs> doing their do stuff. They usually do. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, have you had a good weekend? I have, mate. Yeah, I've had a pretty good one. What about you? Yeah. Uh, well, I was working both days actually. So it sound particularly uh, thrilled. Yeah, it wasn't great, but that means next week I um I am rock off and roll, so I can watch loads of football. Uh, but are you are you excited to uh, get out and about again? Yeah, I'm literally going to the pub after this. <laughs> I just can't wait to uh, get my hair cut. Although I'm not booked in, so I'm just oh, gonna man. I'm walking around Stratford the whole of tomorrow and just gonna find. Anywhere that will take me. That sounds like a good shout. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get up as early as possible and literally just wait outside someone's house. Well, I bet you still won't house. get anywhere. <laughs> yeah, we will see. Okay, well let's uh, let's get cracking. Let's, let's go. Crack a lack. Um, where do we start? We start on was it Friday night? Fulham. Uh, uh, I had a big game against Wolves. Yeah, um, it was a big one. Especially as they obviously playing before uh, Newcastle, it was a big opportunity to put the pressure on a bit. Uh, Wolves, not not the sit team that we've seen in previous seasons, quite hard to beat. Um, it's definitely an opportunity for Fulham, but one that they did not take. No, definitely it was a waste. I think if I was a Fulham fan, I I said this to my dad. I said, like we keep going on about how you know they look the best team like most likely to escape but at the moment in the past couple games as well they really haven't like the results they're coming out with aren't at all brilliant so it might be a sad reality that they are going to go down yeah I, I think they won against Liverpool obviously and that sort of was off the back of a few good results as well and a few and bad that, results Liverpool thought I just that in there. yeah and, and that sort of sparked a lot of like right this is this is the escape, but um, since then they lost four on the bounce. So yeah, uh, that's just not good enough. Um, they've got, I think, I think they've got Burnley, Burnley soon, um, but they obviously need to gain enough points that they're within touching distance for Newcastle for the last game of the season. And they've played two games more than Newcastle and are mm. three points behind them already. Which I I, I honestly do think this could be the end. I'm yeah, I, I I can't really see it now. Um, have they played two games more? Yeah, uh, one, one game more, one game more. Because Nick, oh time. sorry, BBC's really pants. It just tells you like at the time they were two games behind. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so both both teams uh, are struggling. But we'll get on to Newcastle later, and yeah. they've obviously had a great result, and that may. Um, May just be enough to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Uh, fair play to Wolves. I think 
they should they des- they definitely deserve the win. Yeah, they they were it was it was a poor game. Like the yeah. the there was more to play for, but there wasn't a lot to talk about. Um mm. uh, a couple of missed chances from Newcastle uh, from Newcastle from Fulham. Um Willie William Jose had a goal disallowed. Um controversial, I'm sure. Yeah, just by his sleeve or at the corner of his sleeve. Um, I'm just going to say now, VAR has been ridiculously dodgy this weekend. I um, don't agree. Right. Why is that? Um, I guess we'll get on to it point to point as we... Because, I mean, there's a lot of VAR talk this Mm. weekend, as there is most weekends. Um, But I think all of the decisions... I mean, there's some that are... Soft, right? That's that's for sure. But it's consistently the, the, there's consistency across it. There was like the, the thing that annoys me is where you see one one thing given, and then you see the same incident in another game, and it's and a different decision is given. But I think this weekend we've seen uh, like this game offside by a sleeve, and then the same thing with the Liverpool game, which we'll get on to. Um, Again, offside by a sleeve. I know it's tight, it's very close, um, but at least the same decision was given. I guess the only issue I have is a sleeve won't benefit you. Yeah, I know, but that is the rule. It is. It just seems stupid, really, if you know what I mean. But that, that but that's that's not the problem of VAR, then. That's the problem of why are we... That's the offside rule that we're, we're judging it on. VAR's only doing what it's been told to do. Well, Maybe that, and the thing from United game as well. But yeah, we'll that in a bit. yeah, we shall. Um, we'll move off that game. That was a, that was a, bit uh, of a, a poor one. start to the weekend, but it really it got better from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only way up really after that Definitely. game. Oh, oh, great finish from Traore's for I think that's his first goal in forty-eight Premier League games. Oh yeah, he was like, he had none of that. He was just like getting the back of the net. Yeah, absolute thunder strike. Yeah, and that's what you needed—just a little bit of magic. And and Fulham don't really have that. Um, so next bro. up. Next up was Manchester City Leeds. Oh yeah, um, and Leeds were well, just fantastic. A different, a different side of Leeds that we and what we've seen uh, in most of this season, to be honest. Um, resolute, uh, just from the start. I think this is the least possession they've ever had or in the Premier League this season. Um, and yeah, just a, a great defensive display, which is not something we're really used to seeing from Leeds. Especially against City as well. Yeah, uh, exactly. I know City didn't start like Aguero or Aguero wasn't even on the bench. But yeah, they made seven changes. Yeah, but when you've got Bernardo Silva, Torres, Jesus, Sterling, you know, on the pitch and then they bring on Foden, uh, De Bruyne didn't make the be- uh, De Bruyne only made the bench this time. It's just like, oh God, you know, and they had a man sent off, didn't they, Leeds did? Yeah, uh, uh, pretty much on half time as well. So, like, they had a whole half to play against ten men. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think it was nil nil at the time, wasn't it? Oh no, just gone uh, no, it was one just gone one one speed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Leeds deserved the win. In all honesty, City looked not like the City we know. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, they they got their first goal uh, from Dallas. Um, they didn't. They were obviously City had a lot of the ball and. Were, were dominant in that respect. Um, but Leeds always looked dangerous on the break. <laughs> the only um, thing I will say is City had 29 shots, seven on target, scored once. 
Leeds had two. Yeah, I'd like to see where they were from. I would like to see where they're from. Like if, if there was a shot map, because really oh, there wasn't right. any clear cut chances. There, there, there was a few, and and the goal for City was lovely build up play as well. Um, yes. And but then it got like, and Leeds were just happy for from as soon as they got. Well, most of the game, but especially with the red card, they were happy to defend deep and hold on, and they were very organised. But in the last like five minutes or so, they just Leeds, went, do you know what? We're going to go for it, yeah. and and that's that's what Leeds will do. Like most sides would just be like, right, we're holding on for a point, but Leeds fully went for it, and they could have lost because of g- going for the win. Um, but uh, and, and City were sort of naive to that as well because. They had, I think, two or three counter-attacking chances leads before the counter-attacking goal. Um, so you'd you'd think that's enough warning to say, right, they're, they're going to come at us a bit. Um, but yeah, just great. It was a great uh, ending uh, from a Leeds and a and a neutral's perspective, just to it's see something goal, that we're expecting. Yeah, Both and he's in my fantasy team as well, so that's really great. Um, but yeah, unlucky city basically. Pretty much, um, but well, well played Leeds as well. Yeah, fantastic Leeds. Um, just another great performance in a really good season. Yeah, man. Uh, next game. The next game we are getting on to is Liverpool Villa. Um, well, if go. we put this over two legs, yeah, um, yeah, we don't need to still because that doesn't win. It. Um, but I just thought I'd give that a mention. Yeah, you didn't need to. Um, but yeah, for, before before the game, a couple of talking points. Obviously, we've had the news this week that Grealish's injury is even longer than we first anticipated. Um, yeah, it's weird. And it might because like, at first everyone was like, "Oh, he's only out for this week." Oh, he's only. Out. It seems like he's been out for about three months. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's. Sh- I think it was shin splints, maybe. Um, yeah, it, it but I don't really know. But I guess that just takes longer to recover from person to person, I guess. Um, yeah, he's had some yeah, injury trouble in the past as well. Yeah, big news for Villa and also for England because I I was saying on Twitter um, that I don't think, unless he can get three decent games under his belt before the Euros, I don't think he'll go. Really? Because I, I just don't think... And, and I wouldn't begrudge Southgate of it either because I know he's a fantastic player. But if he's just come off the back and he's played 30 minutes in the last two games, why are we wasting a spot on someone who's going to go into it playing for match fitness when if, if Lingard keeps up the form he's on for the last five or six games, then, I mean, you've got someone full of confidence, full of energy and fit rather than... Because if you take Greenwich, then what? You, you don't risk him in the first two. And and or third couple, and then you get to a big game. And you need to play him, and that's his first proper game in loads of in in ages. So, it's, it Greenish needs to be back before and, and and playing ninety minutes before I think he's got a chance to go to Euros. But I, I think it could be touched. I don't know. I think he's a. I like Lingard a lot, and I would say he deserves to go, especially off off his recent form. But I don't know. It's sort of like. Would you say the same? Oh, no, you can't say that. I was going to say, would you say the same about Ronaldo? But I guess Ronaldo's proved a bit more. Um, yeah, and it's like Madison missed uh, the Leicester game for other reasons, but he's back from injury now. And if, if Grealish had been back now to have five games to get back up to speed, that's perfect. Yeah. 
but he doesn't. True. We'll, we'll have to um, see. But we will see. We will see, yeah. And if he doesn't, um, go, it gives more way for Curtis Jones. Great. No, he's no, he's nowhere near. Um, on the actual game, but on the on the Liverpool on the Liverpool side of things, um, Mane left out. I mean, there's, there's a few casualties here and there for Liverpool um, in terms of being left out. Now Jota's back from injury. We tend to see one missing out um, every now and again. Yeah. Um, but Mane was the victim this time. Yeah. Um, in all honesty, I probably was the best shout. I think realistically. You you can't drop Salah, can you? Like, if you do, you're stupid. He's definitely been Liverpool's better player in the attack this season out of the two, especially. Uh, Jota's yeah. probably been up there as well, but I don't think you can take Salah out for Jota. Um, yeah. And honestly, Firmino, I know not many people like Firmino. He's definitely dropped off from his numbers a few seasons back. But um, I think recently he's been all right, really. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a player that when you're winning, you can use it. And yeah, I, I still think Liverpool need a proper number nine. Yeah, I would agree. Um, because even even if Firmino's great, then play me count. You you need a you need a plan B. You can't I, you don't you can't just have one option. No. Um. So that in in my opinion, I mean, last season proves proves that was incorrect. Um, yeah, we won the league without a number nine. Well, with a number nine, but yeah, I guess. But, um, yeah, the only thing you could really say is, is if Firmino, sorry, if Salah's to go, would you get rid of Firmino? If Salah is to go, yeah, to get sold. Why would I get rid of Firmino? Well, that's what I'm saying. Would you get rid of him as well and rebuild the attack, or? Uh, I don't. I don't yeah, a bit think. More so. I mean. Because I don't think it would work without Salah so much. What do you think the the Salah Firmino link up is is well, like? Especially this better season, than like, Mane link up. Well, especially this season, like Salah's definitely been the key player in Liverpool's attack, like top goal scorer in the league. Um, well, at the moment, anyway, because Kane didn't manage a goal this week. Um, well, he's joint top. Um, you know, joint top goal scorer in the league. Liverpool's deadliest attacker and Mane's just been a bit poor really this season which is I hate to say because I love the man but maybe if you're going to get rid of Salah could you think right let's get rid of Firmino as well maybe get an extra like I don't know 40 mil 50 even 60 I don't know and just maybe and you know get Mane I would honestly I don't know I don't want to speak. To them. I can't imagine it. I, I don't think it will, it will go this year. I think they'll keep all of them. Right? I'd love that so much. Um, uh, going back to the actual game. But yeah, let's get on to this game. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I think I was, well, I, I know I was watching it. And, you know, throughout the game, Liverpool looked like they were going to win, to be honest. And then when Watkins scored, it kind of did what Bayern tend to do, you know, with a bit of a dodgy kick up the arse and everyone's like, oh, pants, we better start playing right now. Scored immediately after, which yeah. was ruled out because by VAR, from what you explained Yeah, earlier. very, very uh, similar to Julian Jose, literally by sleep. Yeah, and another uh, Portuguese player as well. But, um, yeah, came back after half-time, scored six minutes later, uh, no, sorry, not six, can't do maths, 12 minutes later. 
and Liverpool looked like they were going to draw and then big Trent popped up at the end and I can't tell you who I would have wanted to be more. Well, to be honest, yeah, really um, at the time. yeah, I think, yeah, Allison, in my opinion, should have done oh, better for the for the first goal. Was, yeah, it was it was it was um, four goals. It, Sorry, I know I'm not. Yeah, it's just gone gone through him. Um, but then yeah, like, and I, I think actually Villa played better in the second half, and and Dean Smith was saying in his in his interview afterwards that they went in at half time one 0 up after playing awfully in the first half and then actually came out in the second half and played a bit better yeah. and ended up losing that half 2-0. So, yeah, definitely. Um, it, was a, uh, it was an odd game, wasn't it? Liverpool tend, yeah. looked like they were on stats. They were all over them, really. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pretty- and Martinez had to make a couple of really, really good saves as well. Yeah, do you think he could have done better for uh, Salah's goal? Oh, I can't remember it. Oh, right, OK. Well, have a look after and let me know. <laughs> was it? Oh, was Oh, did I? Oh, yeah, I remember it now. It was a shot from um, Robertson, and then it bounced to yeah. Salah. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, it's a good stop. It's just yeah, Salah's the first one there, and he's just put it straight back into the danger. So maybe. Yeah, and I think um, as well. The last thing I'll say on this because I know people hate it when I go on about Liverpool. <laughs> one person who listens, I hate it when I go on about Liverpool because it makes me sound biased. But uh, Mings again made a uh, do- dodgy. Yeah, yeah, I've got that as well. Arrogance, as I like to call Tyrone Mings. I don't, um, I'm not a big fan of his. And yeah, just, he looked like he was going to just play a simple pass and he just completely missed the ball um, and given Liverpool really a chance. Yeah, he didn't bothered though after that. I think he can't. I think if you're going to have that arrogant attitude, then you can't. then go sign apologising for all your mistakes. No, he didn't even try and get I mean, the ball, though. Do you not think he could have tried yeah. harder? Well, I think once he's left the ball, lost the ball, it's, oh, it's too late then. then. wasn't it, really, I guess. Um, but yeah, oh yeah, on Martinez as well, I think he's really unlucky because um, just before the Trent goal, he makes an absolutely great save from Thiago. And I think everybody would be talking about that save had Trent not 20 seconds later put the ball in the top corner. What a goal as um, well, can I add? What's he yeah, doing it was there? a great finish. <laughs> what are you doing on that side? <laughs> but you scored. Um, Fair play, thanks for that. And I think... But yeah, so... Was, am I right in thinking Trezeguet got injured? Uh, yeah, uh, ACL as well, so he'll be out for a long yeah, time. I thought it was something serious. Uh, if you're listening, get back soon. But... Um, yeah, that's could that be a big blow for Villa? I don't know. I think. I mean, I think now it might be a bit of a blow just because they're just even got... their options to replace Grealish are limited, and that's another one of them that they can't play now. Yeah, he seemed like one of the uh, replacements for Grealish. Yeah, um, but yeah. Um, uh, the next game was. Uh, a great performance um, from Tuchel's men who have bounced back from that West Brom embarrassment um, with two great <laughs> results in the Champions League and now this weekend a great performance to win 4-1 at Crystal Palace. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the main thing to say is that some of the people who weren't performing for Chelsea throughout the season were definitely the attackers, especially the new ones. Um, Havertz being one of them. Pulisic, not a new one, but you know he has he hasn't been great, but now he's just really getting the most out of them. 
Yeah, um, I was talking to uh, Ollie from B2B Sports and he said that was the first, that was one of the best Chelsea halves. Obviously, they had a great game, but the first half, um, especially, that he's seen in a long time. So, um, is, Ollie a, is that Ollie a Chelsea fan? Sorry. He is a Chelsea fan, unfortunately, but we'll, we'll let him off. Um, but I, I think that's, it was a different side to Tuchel's men, to be honest, because we've only seen more solid, um, resolute performances with, with a couple of goals. And this was the first time in his reign that, he's, that Chelsea have scored three or four in the, this case under Tuchel. Um, but yeah, it was just is a it? fantastic performance and they, they could have had six or seven. I mean, Havertz was really good, um, but he could have had a hat-trick. He just least, made it, more. especially for his goal, just looked so easy, really. Yeah. And the best thing was as well, because we're I think we're the same age, Havertz and you, me. He just he actually genuinely looked like just someone our age just having a kick about. Yeah. <laughs> or, or to be fair, it's finishing after that. I mean, it, it did look like he was one of us, to be honest. Yeah, true. Um, but um, yeah, he had a really good game, and, and we said this against Leeds as well. He he's able to get into really good positions, and that goal was really well taken. Um, but if he can work on his finishing, then that's a that's a really good sign for Chelsea. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, just all over the pitch, and this is about another another team playing without a recognised striker. So I mean, maybe if if Firmino does go then maybe you'd ch- change for so one of them options because it was Havertz leading the line. We see City so often playing without a, an out-and-out number nine. So it seems like it's sort of... We see these tactical changes over the years and it seems like there might be a... It might be the time for a false nine. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think you can beat a, a big old striker, as I'll talk about in a bit, with another game that we saw this weekend. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely adapting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and uh, other than that, oh, well, yeah, we talked about big old striker, big Christian Benteke. Was that was that you were on about? It wasn't, but carry on. Um, but, yeah, a, a classic uh, Benteke goal. You don't really see anything else uh, these days. A good old header um, drifting oh, off to goal. But the only consolation for Palace, who, uh, as we've seen many times this season, quite poor against uh, a big side. Um, and when they play badly, Palace, they they do have a shocker. Um, we've yeah, seen it always seems to be a full-on goal fest when Palace don't play great. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's they they set up to defend. So when your defence performs poorly, then you're in trouble. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but not to, not no discredit to Chelsea, who yeah, like we said, have had were just fantastic. The last thing I'll say is, uh, for the first goal, you know who gave it away, don't you? Uh, I was hoping that you were going to ignore that, to be honest. No, nah, I thought I'd just bring it up, just in case anyone didn't know it was a beer, I he? <clears throat> thought I'd just chuck that in there. Well, you know, we all make mistakes. <laughs> um, you were so, really yeah. hoping I wouldn't bring that one up. Yeah, no, I know. I, I did see it, and I thought, if that was anybody else, then I'd probably... Bring it up, but I thought hopefully you would miss that. But obviously, obviously, that's not the case. It's what I've been waiting to bring up all week. <laughs> um, and then we go to another big, big game um, at the bottom of the table, and it could be one that, come the end of the season, is the is the result that gets yes. Newcastle over the line. 
um, because this was a huge game for them. Fulham, like we say, losing. This was a chance for them to get uh, get a result from safety, effectively. So even if Fulham win now a game, then Newcastle have got a loss in the bank, basically. Yeah, um, definitely before the game sort of seemed like one of those that was going to be really boring. But yeah. It seemed to be quite a good game, really. Yeah, a, a game of two halves, really, and also a game of two substitutions as well. Um first half Newcastle were really poor um, and uh, uh, that um, duo up top for Burnley who I was talking about last week Jermaine Defoe and Peter Crouch-esque um, from Chris Wood and, and Metej Vidra um, combining for the goal a lovely bit of work from Chris Wood on the left hand side um, very un-Chris Wood um, more Jermaine Defoe they swapped roles effectively for this um, Skins uh, I was going to say Chris Clark. Why can't I think of his name? Kieran Clark. Kieran Clark. <laughs> but yeah, a skin's him. He'll be embarrassed with that because it's like the slowest taking on of a man I've ever seen. Um, yeah, it wasn't the fastest, was it? Yeah, before he pulls it back and unmarked uh, Vidra to put it in. Who, who both of those have really formed a good partnership of late. Yeah, um, this was another one of the games that I wanted to talk about in terms of VAR. Uh, yeah. This one, I don't think a lot of people would believe that it wasn't a foul. It seemed to boot him right in the face. Do you know what, do you know what I'm on about? Yeah, I do. Um, however, I don't, the fact he, it's not, it's not, it is a high foot and it's difficult, but I don't think in the position that he is, he can't do anything else. And also on the, the lead one, which I thought was a, it was a red, but it's harsh because what is he supposed to do in that position? He has to get rid of it and he can't head it because it's, it's, the ball's not in a position to head it. And I, even though it's at head height for the Burnley one, it's too far away for him to run and head it. Otherwise, the, his man's just going to get there. Um, yeah, get so Tarkovsky takes a swing at it. And I don't know. I'm, I'm not... I don't know. It, the intent was not to kick anybody in the head. The intent was to clear the ball. And I think the position he was in, that was his only option. It just looks so dirty. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think it looks worse than it was it, it for me. Yeah. Probably, um, is, to be honest. But I, I'm siding with VAR for this week, I've decided. So. Right, yeah, that's good of you. I'm I've, got, I've, got to, I've got to back I've got to back it. All right. Fair enough. Um, no, I don't want VAR, but I'm, I'm just... I'm trying to find the positives. Um, otherwise, we'll just, be, we'll just be agreeing every week and that'll be boring. Fair enough. Uh, going um, back to Newcastle, though, fair play, really. The comeback was a big one, especially against a team like Burnley. Um, they're probably benefiting now. They've got players like St. Max back, and uh, I think Callum Wilson was back as well. I don't think he did. Yeah, he? both of them uh, came off, but uh, came on uh, in the second half. So that's crucial to have them back, and that's obviously, obviously, when the tie changed because one nil down, they bring those on like ten minutes into the second half, and instantly St. Maxman gets a an assist, uh, Murphy with a goal, who who was great as well. Um, great and then St. Maximum's second, uh, or Newcastle's second, his first, um, was just fantastic running. Uh, he was just as soon as it, as soon as Wilson and St. Maximum came on, you could see Burnley's defence had a bit of fear in them because up to then they had just been able to deal with everything that that Newcastle them, and there was no real threat. If you're no. playing against Joel Linton and I don't know, Matt Ritchie and Dwight Gale, 
um, at, at this moment in time, that's there's no really no one else that you'd rather face. No, especially um, when you've got St. Max and Wilson as the, uh, the other options. Yeah, um, but I think I think also because the goal, Max, St. Maximan does so well. He cuts onto his weaker foot and scores. And he's got Callum Wilson on his right, who Ben Mee and Tarkovsky both go to when he cut when he cuts inside and I think if that's if that's Jolinton, I think they might be a bit more wary of St Maximan but because Wilson's such a threat they're both sort of like well this has to go to Wilson doesn't it and yeah, it's a great, great bit of skill from St Maximan and finishes fantastically on his weak foot just sold everybody didn't he yeah um, but yeah the, on, on the Burnley side of things I think Dyche was talking about it in his interview that he said he's not jealous of the talent that Newcastle are able to bring on in this case. Um, he's happy with the squad he's got, but it's it's nice. Uh, it would be they spent like a hundred million, and and they were complaining about how much they need investment. And Burnley have spent seven hundred and fifty thousand pounds, and um, and I well just wanted to say I think that highlights what a great job Dyche is doing. Really, yeah, hundred percent. I think fair play to the man. And uh, uh, a few rumours uh, lining them up for the Palace job as well. What, Dyche? Yeah. Uh, would you leave? For... Would you leave? Well, for uh, I think it depends on Palace because the fact the P- Palace have to spend money this summer. There's, they don't have an option because yeah. they have seven players out of contract. If they don't spend money, then they won't have enough players to put a team out next season. Yeah. So it, if Palace go to Dyche and say, well, we're going to. We're going to give you eighty million to rebuild this squad, and I mean that sounds like a lot of money, but if, you sell Zaha, if they're losing, if they're if they're losing ten players, then eighty million is not as much anymore. Um, Especially if you know you get if you can get rid of Zaha, you'll probably get what at least fifty, maybe thirty. Yeah. Well, definitely thirty, maybe fifty, most likely about forty, I'd say. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I, I I thought that was an interesting one. I I agree. I don't think he'll leave Burnley. Um, but it would be interesting to it. it Palace could be a exciting prospect for for a club for we'll a manager at this point. Well, it's... well, would you would you not? It's like if Burnley go into next season, and say, well, you've got about five million to buy some thirty year olds, yeah, I guess a couple of thirty year olds, or, or you say, right, you've, we've got a project here. It's up to you. You take the reins. Sign whoever you want. We've got quite a big pot of money to make some signings, yeah. And and you, like, and, and it's your product then, because because there's so many old players going out. It's it's going to be a long term plan for Palace's like next stage in, in the of the club's like Premier League career, if you like. It, it's an exciting prospect. It just depends to, how much you can, actually which is just stay in the Premier League with no money. Depends how much you can actually draw people to Palace for, like. If, if, you're, if you're a manager, then it's your job to draw players there and, and draw young players, maybe. And if it's, yeah. if you make them better, I guess. then that's. I guess, yeah. All right, right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if Dyche went to Palace. Is what I'm going to say. All right, fair enough. You want to go on to the next one? Let's go on to the next one, which is uh, probably my favourite game of this weekend. Why is that? Um, it's really. Uh, Tightened up the challenge for the top four oh, and the top six, but it's also say, yeah. tightened up, yeah. tightened up the uh, predictions table as a lot of results have this weekend because I've absolutely smashed it. 
for one. Um, Sorry. I think I've actually got... I, I reckon that's a record week. I don't think we've ever had a better week. How many that. points did you get? Uh, let's have a look. So I think I got... The maximum of 10, you got... I got six. Fair play. Um, How many... You got two. What's the scores looking like now? I haven't been keeping... I'm, only, I'm three points behind you now. Oh, having been seven, I've been seven points behind before this week. I still managed to get, what, like four then? Two. Oh. I only got, I only got two points. Yeah. Yeah, you uh, only got one point for the Liverpool one and one point for the Spurs one. All of your other results were wrong. Oh, you got the Liverpool one right as well, didn't you? Yeah, I got that one right, the West Ham one right, and then Forest Green and the uh, and El Clasico were one-pointers for me. Oh, fair play, mate. But this one, yeah, spot on. And without uh, a couple of big misses again, uh, Rice and Antonio out injured for West Ham and um, Perez... Chowdhury and Madison not injured for Leicester but sort of punished um, by Rodgers and Leicester for breaking COVID rules fair play um, which is yeah a, a good a good lesson to them but it's um, I think Rodgers will be really disappointed um, especially how big this game is um, it's not like they've gone to share I mean I'm sure I mean it's stupid to be breaking COVID rules but I'm sure their thinking of it wasn't that Right, who are we playing this week? Oh, it's West Ham. We'll break them now. Um, yeah. But the fact is, they broke them in the week to a, a really big game, um, and and it's it's. I don't know if it would change would have changed the result, but they would have had a better chance. You would say with all of all the players available for selection. Yeah, I think it was a, a quite a ballsy move to punish players, especially against a team like West Ham. And to that, I respect. But at the same time, it was yeah. It's sort of like oh. If you're a Leicester fan, are you going to be? If you're, are you really going to be angry at your team for breaking it? If it means that, are you, are you more angry for breaking it, or are you more angry that they're not played when they probably could have played? I, I think I'm more angry for bre- the play. I think you have to blame the players. You can't just let let people uh, get away with it. Um, I respect like it, it if, if... and I'm glad that he did it. But I would be absolutely furious if I was a Leicester fan because I I do genuinely think you know even just one of those players, Madison. Made a massive difference. You say Chowdhury as well. Yeah. yeah, they could have all made a big difference. Um, but yeah, um, Matt Madison in a, in a well stretch to put him in the England squad. Um, obviously missing out. But another man who we've spoken about who's who's looking like he's really on the edge of the England squad. Um, just on top top form again. I think he's in, man. You think he's in, no matter what. Grealish or no Grealish, he's in anyway. I think he's got to go. Surely he's like he's he's a trusted player in the England setup, and he yeah. really is showing the class that he has at the moment. This is uh, Lingard, yeah. if we haven't if you haven't picked up on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that goal. I, I, I do like Cresswell, but it's not him. <laughs> I like the sorry. The first goal was just wow. You know what can you say? Uh, to be honest, I think the first goal was was uh, a scuff. I don't think that's good. I think he's, he's miskicked it. It's bounced and he's sort of kicked it at the same time. And that's why it's caught Schmeichel out so much. In my opinion. I just think if you're going to give it a bash, give it a bash and it's gone in. So you can't really say it was unintentional, but it was just, I don't think it's what he wanted, but you know, it still happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, and West Ham were just so 
they're so direct and they have so much energy um in attacking and it's just so like one end to the other very quickly and it's running with the ball um i think everyone's encouraged to run with the ball uh, and there is there is the odd long ball in there but um yeah the the ability for lingard to just pick up the ball and run sometimes and kufal in this case um and and yeah, kufal had another a, a run forwards and he was sort of like half through on goal and he just panicked he was like ah where am i um yeah and ended up playing a poor pass to to lingard for that occasion but west ham on the break all just uh, just looks so so dangerous at the moment and they're full of confidence and this is without antonio as well um Another one of their big players, but yeah, but Bowen's come in. He came on against Wolves and scored. He scored. He scored again to, in this game and got an and assist assisted, with the second yeah. one. Do you, so, think, do you think Leicester should have done better for the second goal? Because it honestly, if it's if what West Ham intentionally did was like work out that Leicester were going to try the high press, I think it was Diop was it who just booted it over the top. I think all three of the defenders at Leicester were that I think they played three at the back, didn't they? Centre back. Yeah. Like, they, they they were all out of the position. Jared, uh, Jared Bowen picks it up so quickly and just runs. And then I don't know what Schmeichel. I don't know. If, I can't yeah, tell Schme- Schme- yeah, Schmeichel's like come for it and and he's well, been caught short. But also, yeah, that you are right that you, you don't. There's no Leicester players around them. Um, mm. But I, I, think, I can't remember who it is. I don't know if it's Pereira that steps. He on was side. keeping everyone on the side, and then he step. He tries to leave them off he's too late and then that obviously he's then got no momentum to chase back so yeah you are right that the defense wasn't i think I really, it was for fana it's a bad idea to yeah yeah you might be right um it was a bad idea to play a high line against west ham um because they just figured it out so well but also it was a few um personal errors or, or communications with the back line as well yeah, because I'm really, I don't, I was thinking about this for hours. Has Schmeichel done the right thing now? Should he have done better as well? Because I think he's. Fofana wasn't too far behind Bowen, and there was no chance of Bowen scoring from there, really. I don't know, I can't say that with Bowen. I, I think Schmeichel has to come out a certain amount but, um, just to close down. Otherwise, otherwise Bowen's just going to run towards the goal and give himself a really good opportunity to score. Yeah. But man, I think he comes out too far. He sort of gets caught in no man's land. So he's he's come out too far um, in terms of just stopping Bowen's chance, but he's not gone out far enough to go and clatter into him, basically. Yeah. And and then it gives Bowen, he's only can do one thing, and that's square to Lingard, um, who has got an easy chance for the second. Yeah, and Bowen was just good today, really, like, He's a bit. I think he's a bit underrated. Maybe not underrated, but not. Yeah, no, I would agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it seems that West Ham don't really fancy having a free goal lead for very, very many games this season. Obviously, they had the free all uh, with Arsenal. Then they just um, it was three 0 up against Wolves, and it went to three two, and then three 0 up again, and then it went to three two, and. Declan Rice's face in the stands is just it's so good to watch he looks so happy yeah, that was the best part um, but yeah they are I don't know if that might end up costing them if they uh, stay in the hunt until the end of the season but yeah just great it's great to have West Ham up there it's it's, it's great to have Leicester up there as well um, yeah it's just a bit of a change isn't it if they can both get top four that's the ideal scenario for me um, as a neutral but that would be quite entertaining 
We will yeah. see. Right. Next game. Yes. Next game was another big one in the race for, well, I don't know if the race is over in, ter- in terms of a Tottenham point of view after this game. Um, I don't know. I think after, I don't know if you've seen, but, well, I know you probably will have because you, you do more than I do. Kane's come out and said, oh, I don't know if it, how true it is. Yeah. Big rumours like, oh, if we can't get, well, not we, because I'm not Tottenham. If Tottenham don't get, what was it? Is it Champions League or European? Yeah, League? It, I, I think it's Champions League. Which um, is very, which I wouldn't say is likely at the moment. I don't think Kane. Well, I don't think Kane said anything. But you know what they say: there's no smoke without fire. So maybe uh, somebody in the Kane party has put put a bit of been told to like sort of spice it up a bit. Um, Do you think he'd actually leave? It depends what he wants. Um, I think he's not far off being Spurs' all-time top scorer. Yeah. Um I think it's Shreves. Derringham? Oh. I think it's, oh. it's, it's Shreves. Um, I love it. Um, and, and then, of course, if he wants to beat the Premier League all-time top scorer, he's on, he's on track to do that. Um, um, he's about 60 goals behind. Yeah. Is, like two, three seasons, probably. Yeah, and, he, and he's twenty-seven. Then about thirty, yeah. That, and it's, and it's Greaves, by the way. Greaves, oh, that's close. And Smith, I knew it. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, it's tough because if he yeah if he goes abroad, then obviously you don't have the fact that you're not gonna you're not gonna have to play Tottenham again, uh, not not regularly. Um, but then he loses the, <laughs> he he loses sight of. Um, the Premier League all-time top scorer, but then if he yeah if he moves to the Premier League, then he could he could win a title, but only if he goes to City or Liverpool, really, or maybe United or Chelsea. I I don't think he'd go to I don't think he'd go to a a, a big rival. I don't think he would. Oh, but aren't they all big rivals? Not locally though. True, true. And I, I guess... don't think I don't think Spurs fans would begrudge him leaving. Not at all. I, I think they would completely understand. He's in the top 10 Premier League top goal scorers of all time, which is phenomenal. He's one behind Fowler, so yeah. he'll inevitably get to seventh at least, I'd say. Uh, yeah. Sixth is Henri on 175, which I reckon he's not going to hit this season. So I guess it's just whether or not he's that first. Yeah. I feel like if it was me, I'd be happy with top, well, top six. But would you not want trophies in your career? Yeah, definitely. That's what I'm saying. I might move on. Oh, okay. Oh, you've seen top six in, in the top scorers, you mean? Oh, yes, we meant for me. Um Yeah, I, I think it's tough. Um, especially as like, you've got a family as well. You've got a family that's in London. You'd have to move everything. You've been there for a while. You've settled. And he's over. Um, yeah. And, and it, it's, a, it's a tough one. And if you look at the clubs in England anyway... Man United, with uh, obviously they've got Cavani at the moment. They'll be without a striker and needing one in the summer. Same for a City. City will be looking to get rid, yeah, replace Aguero. Chelsea. I don't think I, yeah, he'd go Chelsea. I, I think that's, that's but yeah, I don't, I don't think that's an option. But and I don't think he's going to Liverpool. Can't lie. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's United and uh, City for for if he's going to go to a Premier League club, it will be somewhere in Manchester. I can't see anybody else paying the money that will be needed to pay or um, 
Where's the ruin his reputation at first. Yeah. The other yeah. options are Madrid, Madrid and Barcelona. I think that's it. Not Juve. I don't. I can't see it. If if Ronaldo I can't see Harry Kane and Ronaldo. Yeah, 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 maybe. I don't know. It's but yeah, it's Madrid, Barcelona, uh, or Man United, Man City for me. So Spain or Manchester. Well, great two, two interesting options. I don't know where I'd go. Um, Going on though, yeah, on, on the game, um, Cavani was the striker. I wanted to up again. About. Yeah, Cavani had an absolutely fantastic game, um, and yeah, like you say, he showed um, how to be a classic number nine, which is what Man United have missed when he's not been in the team this season. Also, and, just before we carry on, sorry, did you see at the start of the game the guy with an AirPod in during the, the Prince Philip um, rest in peace thing? I did not. Oh, he had an AirPod in. <laughs> uh, but going on to the first, the first Cavani goal that wasn't allowed. Thoughts on that? Because this is another one of them that I, another VAR decision that I definitely don't agree with. Uh, I know what's happened. I've seen that McTominay's whacked him across the face. However. Yeah. Someone was trying to grab onto him, all right? I don't think it's a foul. I think the goal should have stood. I know you're going to take that. I, I think it's soft. Yeah. Um, but is it that dissimilar to what Lamella did against Arsenal the other week? I don't think it is. Um, and I think it probably... I think it... I, I don't think it had any impact on the goal, which is the problem. Um, because he's already got past Son. Mm. But then it's just stupid to leave an arm out. I don't know. I, I think the goal should have stood personally. It, the, the thing is, I don't. <clears throat> it's not like he's just hitting with a running arm. He's left his arm. Yeah, true. Which is, it's, it's not a natural position for his but arm to be in. Was it because was I can't remember now? But was it to push off on because he's grabbing onto him? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Because yeah, I don't know. I don't, it is soft. I, I'd admit it's soft and. I wouldn't want it to be given, but I can see why it's been given. Out of all the things this week, that was definitely the one that shouldn't have counted. Uh, should have counted, sorry, or shouldn't have stood. You know, that was the wrong, yeah. the worst. I, mean, I think with offsides, it's if it's not if it's off if it's offside, it's offside, even if it's by a millimeter. Um, There's always something you can say about offside, like it's a binary concept. You know, if you're offside, you're offside. Any part of you. Yeah, but this is just. I mean, how much contact we're we allowing in football before which there's just none. Yeah, until it just turns into tennis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but it, it didn't end up mattering in the end, yeah, despite uh, Son being uh, the goal getting a goal. Scored. And the goal for Spurs was so well worked. I, I mean, there's a little mistake from Lindelof and, and Maguire loses Lucas because of Lindelof's mistake. Um, but it's so well worked and, and it's annoying to see Spurs' quality sometimes because you decide if you can play like this, why don't you? Yeah. Um, and and with... Mourinho constantly in, in his conferences recently has been so negative and it's sort of, it's not slating individual players, but he's sort of just implying that his team is not good um, and saying like the players played well, he's happy, happy with their like attitude and, and he was just sort of suggesting that I don't have a plan to make this like this team's just not good enough to beat Man United, which is just so negative. <laughs> just, it's just annoying. Yeah, I, I just, I think Spurs are 
got one of the more exciting squads in the league as well. So, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I agree with it. I think Spurs are in trouble this summer. I think they really are in trouble because really? if Kane does leave, then I, 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 I disagree. I think that squad's... If it's Son then. It's Son and there's no one else that would get into a... Uh, Man City or a Liverpool would there would there be nobody else you'd take. Dombele. Yeah, yeah, he's decent. Well, that, that's still is there anyone else? That's two, still two. Hoiberg, he could fit in. I reckon. I don't know. We're not he's not better than Fabinho. He's not. He's not. I wouldn't have him over Rodri. I wouldn't have him over Rice Fred, or Kante. Over who? Fred. Yeah. But it's just sort of just. I, I just don't think that's. A, I don't. I don't think they've got a top four squad. Or and I, I think without Kane, they don't have a top six squad. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I, I think it's a. I mean, obviously, if they sell Kane, it's not a matter of just selling Kane and nothing will happen. Yeah. They will have to reinvest it. Um, They'll be getting. And it'll be interesting <laughs> to see who they get in. Yeah. Uh, and also the problem is if they lose Kane, it will be because they don't have Champions League football, which means they'll have the money from Kane but they won't have the appeal of Champions League football. <laughs> this is very true. You speak the truth. Um, but yeah, uh, Man United were, ve- were very good after that goal. Um, Pogba was great. Like you said, Cavani was class. Um, Wambathaka, I thought, had a really good game as well. Um, I mean, we've talked about Trent sort of proving a point, but I, I think Wambathaka in this game proved the point that Rather than proving what he's good at, he proved what he's supposedly not as good at. And, and I, think, I thought on that right-hand side was Man United's strong point all game long, to be honest. Yeah, and uh, the last person on that, that side that we need to talk about is Greenwood. Snedd in his last three now, I think, or got an assist at least. He's made some sort of... I, yeah, he might not be out of the picture as well, to be honest. I've seen, I think, who was, was it Gary Neville, I think, put him in his um, team for the Euros? Oh, well, Curtis Jones no. over him any day. Um, but yeah, I, I think just giving Southgate as many headaches as possible, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll go on to our last game um, in the Premier League, which is Sheffield United Arsenal. And there's really not a lot to say about this. It's uh, it's difficult to talk about Sheffield United games at the moment because there's not many. You can't expect anything else. Yeah, there's not a lot of positives for Sheffield United. There is positives for Arsenal, um, but. It's just, I think it's good. It's a great game for Arsenal to have before a really important game against uh, Slavia Prague in the week um, because it just boosts the confidence. But can you really take this confidence from form? You know, yeah, I, I think it's good for confidence, but you can't take the performance and suggest that this is a turning point. You need to see it against a bit of side to, to prove that. But in terms of who would you want to play in before a really big game, this is who you want. Yeah, true. Um, the first goal was brilliant, really. I thought it was the classic, you know, Arsenal ticker tacker passer thing. Yeah, yeah, really so well. Awesome. Goal, yeah. Beautiful, really. Like Lacazette, I think he was it his fiftieth goal for Arsenal as well this week. So that was another pick me up, I guess you could say. Saka back. Again. Yeah, was that, I think Saka was back. Another pick me up. I think Saka was back and then he got injured. Yeah. Oh, di- oh, did he? I didn't watch this game. Yeah, I think so. I saw that he started though. Yeah. But Martinelli started as well, and obviously got his goal, and that's a. It's good to have him firing. Yeah, fire, firing with a goal, but an exciting performance. He had a couple of chances, and he looked bright. Um, 
But it's just... I also yeah, thought Thomas Parker was quite good from what I've seen of him. Look, the, the ball for the last goal was absolutely fantastic. He, I think he had a quite a bad game in... Oh, did he? In the Europa League. Oh, but, in the Europa um, League. But in, in, in this game, he sort of bounced back. Yeah, it was like one of... The, I think it was one of the better performances I've seen of his, though. I haven't watched him much from him this season, but he's definitely... That's something I'll chuck into the... Uh, Centre defensive mid ranking in a few weeks. Yeah, but, um, yeah, that was quite nice. Really, I quite enjoyed his performance. Just thought he deserved a bit of a shout out. Yeah, I will. Um, I'll rattle off the EFL quickly. Right, I know you've got to go to. You've got a pub call in you. <laughs> um, the championship top six or one. Um, so not really that much to talk about there. Um, and then after the top six. For the next four teams, all um, drop points, um, and it really is um, between third to seventh. So there's there's only one team uh, that will miss out, and and there's only one team that could go on. get in, which is red, which is Reading from the from the top seven, uh, well into the playoffs anyway. Um, but the, after that, the the gap is quite big, um, and the next team to win in eleventh place, the lofty height of eleventh place. I'm actually, I've never been this happy to be in eleventh, but. In the loft, as great well. form. We are one. We're just. I mean, it's exciting for next season, except from the fact we've got a really good bunch of loan players, and the problem with loan players is yeah, they down. don't stand. Although maybe a few of them will. But I had a question yeah, for you. Yeah. Something you might be able. To... Go on. So I saw all over like Instagram, Twitter, all this. Was there a guy from Barnsley who's just turned down like a ten million, twenty million pound? Deal from somewhere or something. He scored like eight and fourteen or something, isn't he? I think I know who you're talking about. I think it's like Daryl Dyke or something. Yeah, that's like that. the one. Or something like that. Something like that, isn't it? Um, but I, I never heard of that until you just mentioned it. So sorry, I can't um, yeah, I just inform you. Him up and I wanted to hear a bit more because I was like, "What's going on?" No, yeah, he has definitely been uh, an informed player for Barnsley. Well, Barnsley. I mean, nobody knows. How or what's, what's going on there? there. Um, but yeah, fair enough. I don't know. Sorry, I do not have the information. I do apologize. Right, we go to Europe, um, or you? Sorry, you. Uh, I'll do League One and League Two quickly. Um, we have cursed Doncaster. Yeah, what have we? No wins in five, four losses in a row. Losing this week four-one to relegation friend Wigan. We've we've just made a mess yes, there. Um, I blame Luke. Peter Hull pull away from Sunderland in the top two. So it looks like Sunderland are going to be in for another run in the playoffs. Um, and then Warsaw in our prediction, uh, picked, picked up a win after a succession of draws. Um, and that led to Forest Green manager being oh. sacked. Um, that's how embarrassing it is to lose the Warsaw these days. Um, but they've been poor recently and they, they had hopes for automatic promotion. And now it's just going to be a playoffs, it looks like, if that. Yeah. Uh, that's a shame. But yeah, I think I've done that quite quickly for you. We can get into Europe, which again, we can pretty much smash off Italy, all of the top seven yep. one. Uh, Ligue 1, all of the top five yep. one. Um, uh, Bundesliga, we can, we'll talk about these other two because there's a few. Yeah, there's a few shocks in the few. Bundesliga, I thought. You know, Bayern drew to Union Berlin. Um, I don't think Berlin have actually been poor this season. They're sat in seventh. No, just outside of the yeah, yeah, of the European spots. But, you know, a team like Bayern, who are 
still in the latter stages of the Champions League, you know, you, you're thinking they should do better, really. Yeah. Um, Dortmund winning uh, as well. The most important thing, yeah, that was Bellingham's uh, first Bundesliga goal in that game. And I, I, I haven't seen much of Bellingham uh, since he's gone to Dortmund, but absolutely fantastic against City. So, really exciting player there. And it's, it's always good in the Champions League to see the players that you're that, that are English, but you don't really see a lot of them until they come on international duty. Yeah, well, I wanted to just discuss that a little bit. Is Haaland seems to have quietened down a little bit, really. I don't think he's scored. He hasn't scored for Dortmund since the 20th of March, which, you know, it's not too bad. But that is about a week and a, a, a month away. He's had an international he break in that, though. In that in the Did he? I don't... Well, I'll, I'll think we'll let him He's about, well, he's about if, 20. Developed. If he scored in City and next weekend, then, then, I'll, then I'll, uh, I'll eat me out. We'll, we'll bring it back yeah. up. And you can all prove me. Um, but yeah, also... Schalke, can you believe it? Second game of the season. They've won second again. Second game or second win? <laughs> second win. I was going to say, um, second game. They've got two wins. I'd be pretty pleased. Well, that would explain how many points they've been off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, only 10 points off second bottom now. Comeback is on. I don't even I don't even think it's mathematically possible. They've got... But I don't know. Uh, about six games left. Yeah, they got six games, so not a lot they of points. Are, to for 18 points. Bottom, so... Good yeah, I think it was 13 off, so they basically need to win all their yeah. games, which is not one of them. Um, and then last but not least, we had uh, I mean, La Liga's looking absolutely fascinating <laughs> after this weekend. Um, Atletico dropped points, they drew. Um, and obviously, we had El Clasico this weekend, which Barcelona could not win. Um, and that separates those three teams two points yeah. now. Um, Atletico Madrid. But it's even closer than our prediction. Atletico Madrid only had seven substitutes in a time when you can have ten. I think yeah. they're a bit thin on the ground, to be honest. I don't know for certain. But uh, no Suarez. I think he's injured. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think definitely El Clasico was the, was the biggest thing to talk about. You know, since Ronaldo's left, Messi hasn't got a goal or assist in El Clasico, I think it is. And this, really? That is and very this could be his last El Clasico. Could uh, be. So that's a bit of a bummer. So could we could we never see another Messi El Clasico? I probably think we will. Just I hope we do. But uh, yeah, I, I think it'll be there. But yeah, that that looks very very exciting uh, going into the end of that. Two points between Atletico who are in first and Barca who are in third, and Sevilla aren't even out yet either. I I, I guess winning one nil at the moment <laughs> against Celta Vigo. Yeah. So, Say what you want, but uh... yeah, it is. Yeah, the, probably. I mean, league games are very exciting as well. Um, so it's sort of but those two. Exciting on the history. The Bundesliga's wrapped up. Serie A's wrapped up. Premier League's um, wrapped up. So it's those two that are keeping us interested in the race for the title at yeah, least. Definitely. Okay. Should we get on to some pred? Okay, uh, finally, we'll get on to some predictions uh, for the second legs of the Champions League. And I was going to change it up with a Europa League prediction, but this is the most interesting one to predict. So <laughs> I'll start with Slavia Arsenal for that. Um, Sounds good. But yeah, let's work, let's work from that. We'll start with Slavia Arsenal. What are you going to go for? I think Arsenal are going to pull through. Oh, I agree. 2 now. 2 now. 
Yeah. I've got. I, I went for three one Arsenal in the other leg. And I'm, I'm just going to stick with that one as well. Exciting times that. Um, so now just to oh sorry, almost forgot this. Uh, this prediction section is in association with sports underscore B two B or B two B sports. B two B sports. Um, back to back sports. That is, by the way, it's not box to box, which I assumed. Um, but yeah, well, I'll work from the bottom up. Um, next one is your boys Liverpool versus Real Madrid. Can they overturn that deficit? I told you it was revenge time against Villa. Oh, it's revenge time against Real Madrid as well. Oh, this is even worse. Well, actually, I don't know. Seven two is quite bad. Uh, this is this is for two. This is two revenges for the 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 uh, embarrassment the other day, and also the previous Champions League. The final, yeah. Mark my words, right? Two, two goals, and not a let go. This is where you know. Give it a week. Everyone will be playing this. But they won't. Two now, are you saying then? No, I'm going three now. Three now. Mark my words. You say Trench again of a goal just to shut everyone up from that as well. Yeah, you know, Sadio Mane's excluded. No, he's rested. There's a difference. Mark right, my words. Right, fair enough. I said this against Villa, and I'm doing it again. Right. Well, I've gone for one all, so I hope that is the case. <laughs> um, right, Dortmund City. Can, yeah. can, are we having a comeback in this one as well? I actually might, <laughs> but no. One, one nil City. One nil City. I've think... gone for another another two one, but um, it, I think it'll be comfortable in the end. Maybe a late scare. Haaland will shut you up for a bit. Um, Probably will, to be honest. I don't know. But, yeah. You wouldn't really want to score against the club that you could be signing for if that's what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I think City. If you score, if, if Dortmund score first, and then that'll be they'll be through on away goals. If that was the only thing that happened, could put City on edge just with the just their Champions League record in the latest stages not being that great. No. Um, right, yes, everybody. Bayern. This was an absolute fantastic feast of goals last time. And I got it wrong. You did. Wait, did I get it bang on? I can't remember. Not, no, not bang on. Chill your beans. That's me that does that. Oh, you did it once. Calm down. <laughs> right, twice in a week. Oh, get yeah, I did it a couple of times ago. Four weeks ago, sorry. Only as good as your last game. That's what I said. All right, I will go yeah. PSG to still win. Neymar's okay. been rested, and you know my thoughts on Neymar. Uh, it's going to be a big boy. They're getting. They're going to do it again. They're going to knock the champions out in a two 0 Two 0 PSG. To the PSG. One for a 2-0 buy-in. So we've got a lot of um, different uh, opinions on these. And, and then Chelsea-Porto, yeah. um, which Chelsea should win. How many goals by? 3-0. Three 3-0. Nil. Three nil. I've gone 1-0 Chelsea. Just oh. just deal it. Uh, two call back to his defensive uh, style for this one to Where see it out. 
Um, but that is everything for this Corridor of Uncertainty podcast. We're back on Friday this week because I'm working. I do apologise. Um, everybody enjoy their barbers, enjoy the pubs. Um, and we will see you all soon. Bye-bye. Yes. Thank you for listening.